someone in Atlanta has to score a touchdown. It might as well be the Braves. Ooh, brother, the cream rises to the top. If you call it March Madness and have that stuff going on, man, what we almost had go down in Ohio tonight was November nuttiness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Today, I am your co-host, all about that action, boss. And today, I am joined by my co-host. He's just here so he doesn't get fined. How are you doing today, Jared? Uh, lovely, Justin. I'm loving the uh, Marshawn Lynch references here. Yeah. Any particular reason we're bringing up Marshawn Lynch today or just because? Um, so actually yesterday in class, my junior high kids, I asked one of them a question. They're like, uh, I'm like, uh, you're just here so you don't get fined. Like what they wanted to be there for or something like that. And they're like, what? Oh, that makes me sad. So I played that video and then I showed them. Good. Uh, yeah. You taught them well, man. We can't have a generation come through this life not understanding a Marshawn Lynch quote. True, true. <laughs> and then it. I had to explain who Marshawn Lynch was, so I showed him, you know, the beast quake and all that. That's all you need to show them. That's all they need to see. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm doing good. Uh, how are you doing? Tired. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the eternal state anymore, is it not? At least for you during the school year. Yeah. <laughs> they told me adulthood would be great. They lied. <laughs> they lied. I didn't keep the receipt either, so I can't get a refund. Dang. Oh. Maybe I, I think, yeah. But anyway, um, my other potential intro that I was going to go with today was um, – the all-star game, I would be the all-star game of the pro ball and you'd be what they have in common, which is low effort. <laughs> Laziness is what yeah. that is. Uh, yeah. That is something that we were going to touch on tonight is the uh, recent unhappiness surrounding, well, more specifically the NBA all-star game since it just happened on Sunday, but all-star games in general. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, negative things said about the pro bowl again this year when it happened mm -hmm. the week before the super bowl too and uh i guess i guess i'll just ask you point blank what do you see actual value in leagues having all-star games um i think they can be super interesting but i think at this point the athletes have these massive contracts and they don't want to risk losing those by getting hurt so they're, I don't think they're going to put out full effort games. They're not going to, they're not going to hit hard. They're not going to play as hard um, because, and, and to be fair, they, they shouldn't because they shouldn't risk their, their own bodies, especially, you know, NBA is not even done with their season right now. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. Uh, as far as that goes, I don't blame athletes at all for not, you know, given it their 110% during the all-star games, whatever they may be. Um, I mean, the pro bowl anymore is just touch football essentially. Yeah. Um, if anyone yeah, it watched really it this year, uh, first off, I don't like the pro bowl when it's not in Hawaii. I'll say that right now. I think it, I, I always just associate the pro bowl with Honolulu and when it's not there, it doesn't feel right. Um, but all-star games in general and whatever sport they are, maybe save baseball and I'll get to that in a minute, but aren't what they used to be. 
Uh, I mean, you've seen the Sean Taylor highlight from the Pro Bowl back in like 06, I think, where he just lights up a punter as hard as he can um, on a fake punt, which was awesome. Like, it was a totally legal hit. It was just a super hard hit that you just would never see in the Pro Bowl in this day and age. Um, And like you said, it's because I think part of it is these athletes have these huge contracts and they don't want to risk ruining that with injury and they just don't want to risk injury in general which like i said you can't blame them for but as a fan it makes me wonder uh should we even have this game anymore you know i think you can maybe just say this you know list pro bowl quote-unquote rosters or give them the accolade but like they do with the all pros you know yeah Uh, but you don't need to have a game i guess i don't know if you're going to keep having the game something needs to change and what I was going to mention with baseball that I alluded to a little bit ago, up until very recently, baseball actually did something very interesting with their all-star game that I was a really big fan of. Uh, they incentivized it a little bit. Uh, and what they did was for a while, and they don't do it anymore. They haven't done it for a couple of years, but whichever league won the all-star game earned home field advantage in the world series, which uh, gave them something to play for. And it did make some of those games fun and it did make them competitive. And you could see the, those guys out there actually trying. And I get that baseball is a little different of a sport where when you give it your 110% in baseball, uh, you're less likely to suffer a gruesome injury as you might in football. But yeah, um, they, they took that incentive away a couple of years ago. I don't remember the reasoning for it. Um, I still like the baseball all-star game probably the most out of all the sports, but uh, yeah, this NBA all-star game was laughable Uh, and kind of everything leading up to it. I heard was laughable. I heard the slam dunk contest was not very good. I didn't watch it. A lot of people were saying it was the worst one they've ever had, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of of the mindset if if this is how all-star games are going to be anymore. uh, We don't, need them <laughs> yeah but i, I, mean, I will yeah I, yeah i will say fair, i mean oh, the, home, Sorry. the home run derby in baseball i want to keep that forever i love the home run derby um i think you could still maybe do these events you know during an all-star break um because i think it is important in the, like the middle of the basketball season here to give these guys four or five nights off um in the middle of the season, right. Kind of before they enter their playoff push. And so during those, that time off, you could do things like uh, the three point contest or the slam dunk contest. And like I said, in baseball, the home run derby, and they do all those skills competitions leading up to the pro bowl and the NFL. And I think you could keep all of that and still have a fun week, but you don't need a game. That's just uh, not even really a game. Yeah. But that's just my two cents on it. No, I totally agree. Um, like I said, the Pro Bowl this year was laughable, um, and it's been sliding that way. And with the NBA All Star Game, I think, I think people are gonna just start tuning out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it, and to be fair, I hardly ever have watched the NBA All Star Game. But I had no, I had no desire to watch the Pro Bowl this year either. And I used to watch the Pro Bowl every year. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think, like you said, that people are going to stop watching it altogether, you know, and there's always going to be the diehards that will watch it no matter what. But 
uh, yeah, unless they find a way to incentivize the games or make them more exciting somehow, yeah. I think they're doomed long term. But what do I know? I don't know. I don't know what I know, so. I don't know what I know either. That's what we're here for, to figure out what we know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what is exciting? Uh, unbeknownst maybe to some of our listeners out there, just because the Super Bowl's over does not mean football's over for the year. No. It not is. even close. Nope. It's a year-round sport now, and we can thank uh, the USFL for that this year. It seems like every year we have a different league coming in to try to uh, fill our football void. But the USFL, man, it's uh, it's here, and I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, well, it's a returning league. It's not even a yeah. new league. It's it's it it's a returning league that, it, but it has like no actual affiliation with the old USFL except the, except the, the same teams, teams. And the same yeah, locations. But I read a thing updated. I read a thing though that said it has absolutely nothing to do with the old USFL. They're just using those names as like to pay homage and yeah. stuff. So it's not like a continuation. It's 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 its own new thing, but it is uh, a carbon copy, if you will, of what was in the eighties. Yeah, but uh, it's exciting. In fact, the draft, USFL draft, uh, is went on or is going on as we record. But uh, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. And I don't really know any of the players who are entering it, to be honest with you. But I'll, when April gets here, I'm going to watch more football when it's on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm pretty excited. I've, um, you know, they've got some decently large name coaches coming in. Uh, Jeff Fisher being, I think, the biggest name for sure. Uh, former coach of the Rams, former coach of the 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 Oilers back in the day about one play from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um so like he's got some clout. Um and I think with you know there there's also coaches that have like bounced around the fringe leagues. There's coaches that have been position pl- coaches in the NFL. Um but I think with some some of these high name coaches there's some real chance for this this league to have some have some legs have some it definitely feels a little different good competition than, than the old aaf did a few years ago didn't it yeah <laughs> this this seems like it's coming along it seems like it's a lot more well planned um and yeah I think it'll be interesting. I think one thing that helps, and it's something you kind of touched on uh, a second ago, is that the brands are already there. These eight teams who are in, um, they're the exact same names, logos, icons that they were in the 80s. So the branding is... Updated. Yeah, yeah, updated. They're very close, but they're updated. I haven't done a side-by-side comparison, to be fair. So um, I'm looking at them right now. I'm looking at the eight we have. Of course, you're going to be a Tampa Bay Bandits fan, yes? No, I never said that. Oh, you're not going to stick with Tampa on this one? I just assumed. I'm sorry. No, I I never said that. I, I okay. I gotta I gotta make my decision. Fair I enough. Know I know that you you uh, were a fan of the Vipers in the XFL last or two years ago or whenever they had their brief 
uh, start of the season is all they had. But yeah, I wouldn't even say a fan. I was just watching them because um, they weren't Tampa adjacent. I do like the Bandits, um, especially their logo. I think it's really clean. It is. Um, I mean, it's hard to screw that up. They have some jersey things that I, I mostly like them. I'll say that I mostly like mostly them. like them. Um, logo wise, um, I'm really digging the Michigan Panthers. I, I Loki, I, I like the Michigan Panthers as well. I don't know how I feel about their uniforms. It's such a weird color combination and I can't decide if I like it or not to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah, I really haven't studied the uniforms that closely yet. I've seen a few pictures, um, that they released when they released the uniforms of like a week ago um name wise i think it doesn't get any better than the houston gamblers <laughs> houston gamblers um <laughs> as far as name and logo the logo is pretty good most of it uh is really good the biggest the worst part about the houston gamblers i don't like the blue pants on their uniforms um it it doesn't yeah. quite work uh although it might grow on me in time i'll say that it almost looks like uh it reminds me their their blue pants and black jerseys reminds me of um longest yard oh yeah yeah it kind of oh. does i'm looking at them now too uh it is a little off-putting for sure that it's like a it's like a sky blue mixed with a gray I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I'll tell you the uniform I'm really liking is uh, Pittsburgh, man. I man. also like Pittsburgh. You got that purple and that orange. Oh, it's and that's sharp. a really unique so, color combination, and it looks good. I like their logo too. I think on as far as design go, I think Pittsburgh's a ten out of ten. It's good. I also like New Orleans. Um, it's New Orleans, right? The yeah, New Orleans Breakers. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think that's theirs is a super cool. I like their kind of their different uh, logo and like kind of theme going. Also, they're they're just a f- breath of fresh air because if you look at them and the Maulers are basically the only standout uniforms. Everything else is mostly like red, reds and golds and whites. Yeah, like um, the Panthers is more maroon, but Bandits is primary red. The Stars are primarily red. The Generals are primarily red. Houston's got red accents. I'll let them off, but the Stallions are primarily red. The drip aficionado is hard at work again, people. Uh, pay attention to him because he's he's got this dead on. Yeah, I agree with it. And that, uh, that Pittsburgh uniform, man, it reminds me of when they had Arena League football. I, I watched Arena League football yeah. growing up a lot. And the New Orleans voodoo, that's what it reminds me of. They were a team that had some pretty vibrant uniforms. Yeah, I, I'll have to look them up. I'm not, um, I'm not familiar. Yeah, but... ch- check them out. Check them out. I actually really used to like them. I, I, I as a little kid, kind of like, rooted for them just because of their uniforms and honestly that's probably what i'm going to find myself doing here with the usfl just because uh, at least as it stands currently seattle doesn't have a team like they did in the mm-hmm. xfl so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to see who i'm gonna latch on to this season but i um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's going to kind of depend. Uh, I'll probably go somewhat based on uniforms. Um, I will say they're very McDonald's colored, but I do like the Stars uniform. I think they're super retro. Um, I I don't know about the the construction tape on the top of their helmet, basically, and like on the sides. But I'm not gonna lie, I I like the red and yellow. It's it's clean. <laughs> the McDonald's uniform. I look like that description um man i it, it's it would be funny if like they would the nfl i don't think would ever do it honestly unless the money was right but if one of these other like uh leagues did like what nascar does and had a big name company sponsor them and just <laughs> make uniforms off of that because mcdonald's could just slap their m on philadelphia's logo or uniform right here and boom i mean that's that's a McDonald's, McDonald's stars. The McDonald's stars. Uh. <laughs> um, what's a big Texas company? Uh, um, you could have, well, Jerry Jones would have his hand in it. You know, he would. The Jerry Jones gamblers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's a anyway. whole, whole, rabbit hole we could go down but yeah, yeah the usfl man it's exciting and i hope i know we said this about the xfl and the xfl is still you know we're going to talk about yeah, that in a minute the xfl too. is coming they are coming they're coming back man uh after covid kind of left them for dead a couple of years ago um they actually announced recently or the rock who is one of the uh founders not the right word what's the word i'm looking for owners owners that's the word he announced uh, that the XFL and the NFL are going to kind of work together as they move forward here, where the XFL is going to test out um, rules, maybe some equipment. And if it turns out to really work, the NFL might adopt some things from them. Yeah. They're going to kind of use them as a, as a proving grounds. And I think that's super cool. Cause that, that gives the XFL, I think a lot more legitimacy. And I I really hope both these spring leagues do well. I I would kind of like to see like the maybe a spring football kind of repeat of history where you have the XFL and the USFL and they join into whatever, just like yeah. the um, the AFL and the NFL did, and you know the past or the yeah you know. yeah 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 yeah. Um, um, that's how we got the NFL we know today. I mean, yeah. So it would be cool to see something like that for sure. I would love to see these two, even if they don't like completely join, it would be awesome to see them like play each other, like somehow have their seasons line up where it could culminate with a championship game between your, your XFL champion and your USFL champion. Yeah. The other thing that I think is cool. And I think it opens the possibility in the future. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but with the XFL partnering with the NFL, I think, there is the possibility that we get the talks of relegation and I'm oh, a big, yes. I am a big proponent of relegation because I think, and especially with what's going on right now with the, the tanking issues um, uh, that Brian Flores has brought up in his lawsuit um, and owners basically being like, Hey, we should, uh, we should tank this season, get good draft picks. If tanking meant, that you 
were like the lowest in the league and you got relegated, you got sent basically to the, the, the peewees playhouse of leagues. <laughs> um, I can tell you that, that these, these team owners and these, that would be embarrassing. Yeah. That's, they wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's such a, on the flip side of that. And obviously, like you said, this would be way down the line in the future. If it ever happens, this is a big hypothetical, but it, on the other side of it, it would also be a really cool incentive for the teams to be the best in these lower leagues, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you, can you imagine if like the winner of the XFL championship that next season gets to play in the NFL. Do you, can you imagine how crazy that bowl game would be? That would be intense. And I mean, you've seen all the stuff because we've talked about it before, all the jokes and stuff on the internet were kind of going in line with our last conversation. People so fed up and bored with the pro bowl that they're like, Hey, replace the pro bowl with, you know, the two worst teams in the NFL going at it, loser (laughs) relegated. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that would be certainly one way to do it. It would make the draft interesting, too. It would make the mm-hmm. draft really interesting if you have a team that, like, let's say season A, the Jets trade picks with somebody, so they have a first-round pick in next year's draft, right? Well, what yeah. if the Jets get relegated? Uh, who does that draft pick go to? in the NFL yeah. draft. I mean, that would be a lot of stuff you have to figure out too, but it is fun to think about. It's super fun to think about. Yeah. The biggest issue is going to be the turnaround in time of players going off, you know, granted the lowest team in the NFL is not going to be playing in the playoffs. So they're going to have, you know, February off, you know, they're going to maybe have like three months off there, but then to turn around, and I don't know, you'd have to have rules. Like if you got relegated, you are not eligible to get unrelegated the following year, because otherwise you could have a team go NFL, XFL, NFL, potentially just a year off, basically. Um, You know, and the good thing about this is it's a hypothetical the way we're talking about it, but, and we've talked about this on the show before uh, there's real life example of this working over in Premier League soccer over in England. I mean, they do this. This is how it works over there. And when we were talking about that, and it was around the same time you got me hooked on Ted Lasso, um, we were talking about all this and how it is – I'm a proponent of it too. I really am, and not just in football, quite frankly. I don't know how you would make it work in – in baseball, you could just use the farm teams. But in basketball, I don't know, you would use the G League teams probably – yeah, but there's really no other um, competing leagues uh, in in those sports in this country. Mm-hmm. But and and I mean, there's there's so much you'll have to figure out. Oh, like yeah. Another we, thing is like XFL or USFL has this draft and they get a, a, a wide receiver that just is going nutty or a running back that's going nutty. You'd have to have a way that. You know, there's protections where the other teams can't basically say like, hey break your contract, we'll pay any fines, and we'll pay you the big bucks to come play for us. Yeah. There, there's a lot that have to get figured out, but I think it's such a cool concept. And I think, honestly, it'd be good for the NFL. I think it would help. Not take away, necessarily, but... And, I mean, and think of it this way, too. Like, let's say that... 
uh, well, any one of these eight USFL teams, for instance, would get um, promoted up to the NFL. You could have two NFL teams in the same city like we do with LA and New York, but you could have like two teams in New Orleans or two teams in Pittsburgh, which would be kind of wild, honestly. Can you imagine the story though of you're an XFL team or USFL team and you're a fan of that team and they go up from the XFL to then win the Super Bowl? Oh, dude. In the next few years, like, what a crazy ride. Like we talk about like um, the Bengals, like as an example, they were trash, you know, not, not even a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they went to competing in the Super Bowl and dang near winning it this year. Like that's crazy, but like, it's like a magnitude of 10 to come from, you know, something even lower than the worst in the NFL, not necessarily the worst in the NFL. Like I, I think, I do think, and it's, it's been proven because yeah, the NFL is draft or not drafted, but hired players from the XFL. Um, Taylor Heineke being an example. Um, that I think it will be. It's 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 going to be a competitive league. But I I think I'm starting to ramble. Here here's the other thing with with that. Let's say for instance that Michigan, the Panthers, uh, move up to the NFL under this this uh regime we've created in our minds yeah 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 and they in in a a year or two's time within the nfl win the super bowl yeah can you imagine the jokes that are flung at the lions at that point (laughs) if the other michigan team that just came into existence here in 2022 wins the super bowl and the lions still don't have one they would never recover man they would never recover Oh, it is. It's so many little fun things. And that I like, we see this kind of in college football. And when I say kind of, I mean, where teams that play, for instance, let's say play at the division two level, if your football program does really well, and for years and years and years does really well and meets attendance requirements and revenue requirements and all this, uh, Mm -hmm. they, they will move up to the FCS level, which is the lowest level of division one. And then we've seen FCS programs move up to FBS. I mean, so uh, teams move up in college football. It does happen. It takes a long time to happen. And it's not the result of just one bad season or one good season. But mm-hmm. it's, it is cool to see when it happens there. Not often do teams move down. Um, in fact, to my knowledge, there's only been one instance of a team ever moving down a level in college football. And um, it was due to a lot of things. But it's, it's cool to see that movement between divisions happen. And I would love to see it happen at the professional level, but yeah, like we've said, there would be a lot of logistics to figure out, but it's, it's the other thing that could be, Oh, sorry, go ahead. On this show. We don't have to figure out logistics. You and I just get to let our, we just get to have ideas. Yeah. And these are fantastic ideas. I don't know why more people don't listen to us and come to us for the answers, but Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> the other cool thing so say usfl and xfl join and make the the sfl the spring football league the sfl all right um you could take the worst two from each each division in the nfl and the 
you know, maybe maybe it's whoever plays the XFL Super Bowl or the SFL Super Bowl. Those two teams get promoted and the other two teams get relegated. Yikes. Two at a time. Yeah. That'd be interesting. It oh man. Uh what a what a neat world we could create. So by at least the relegation rules, if we were going by that this last season in the NFL, worst team, uh Jacksonville, right? They will yeah, I think I, they I think they the deserve to be pick. relegated anyway. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I mean they would be uh they would be moving down. And who knows how long it would be before they would move back up. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, and it would promote, you know, teams to honestly like really think about who they're hiring as coaches and really, you know, it, it would put coaches, I think, in a lot more of a hot seat. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we said, I kind of at the beginning of all this uh, hy- hypothetical talk, uh, if this happens, it would be embarrassing to an NFL owner. I mean, can you imagine Jerry Jones if that happened to the Cowboys? Not that the Cowboys were that bad this year, but it, Jerry Jones would be he he would fight he would clean house. I mean, he would fire everybody. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is too against this happening is I don't I don't think the owners will go for it. I oh, think no, like, no, oh no. heck no, man. No, 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 no. They would not go for it. But uh I and I don't know, like you said this opens the door for maybe a discussion in the future, but yeah, it's a really long windy road to get to that point. I'm, I'm just excited that we're going to have more football this year. Me Um, too. I like football. And the XFL is supposed to start playing this summer also. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if it's this year or next year. I thought it was this year, but. Let me check the official XFL website. There you go. That'll tell you. But yeah, um, the USFL, it's exciting that it's back. It's back and it's its own thing. And it's really cool the way they're doing it. And I'm just looking forward to being able to flip on my TV in April and May and still have some football on. Yeah, that is super nice. Um, Return to field in 2022. So this article says sweet. So this year, I wonder what the XFL partnering with the NFL, if they're going to kind of piggyback off a stadium usage, then Uh, you mean sharing stadiums? Yeah. Cause I know some teams did that before, like Seattle, the dragons played in uh, CenturyLink shared with the Seahawks. I know. Oh, did did they? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the other teams did is because did Tampa Bay had an XFL team, the Vipers. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Where did, where did they play? I, I thought they played, played Raymond James. I am not sure. Actually. I feel like they played at one of the college stadiums. Oh no, they did play in Raymond James. I'm looking it oh, up did right they? now. Oh, yeah. Okay. They shared. Oh. Okay. never mind. I what you had the Dallas Renegades. That was another one. Uh, mm-hmm. They so they played in there, there's no way they played in Jerry World, right? Yeah, no, they played in Choctaw Stadium. <laughs> okay. Which is the what is it? It looks like it's a baseball diamond. <laughs> Multi-purpose stadium in Arlington, Texas. So yeah, they, they did not get to uh play in Jerry World, but some teams did share, which I think 
makes sense since the leagues are playing at a different yeah. juncture this year. I mean, you can totally double up here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I I am excited. As as we keep saying, I am excited. Uh, um also I wanted to touch on real quick. Um Brian Flores has gotten hired. Um he is going to be going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be a linebackers coach. Yes. Yes. A linebackers coach. Um, and I, I, it begs the question. I wonder how he's going to get along being back with Minka Fitzpatrick. That is always a, a fun one to think about. I am just happy. The guy got a job. Uh, I know we were yep. worried a couple weeks ago when we talked about him filing that suit against the NFL, that wondering if it did cost him the chance at employment in the league ever again. Um, yep. I still am adamant that I think he should be a head coach somewhere. He's obviously yeah. more than talented enough to be a head coach, um, but I am happy he has a job and he has a job with a team that could use a lot of help. And so I think he'll definitely be a help to Pittsburgh's defense, who was definitely their bright spot this last year on that team but uh yeah happy for brian flores and it's still going to be interesting to see how all that stuff shakes out with the league um especially the accusations of uh being bribed almost to tank games i'm really interested to see how that comes out but yeah happy for brian flores that's a good thing uh to bring up to touch on Uh, do you have shout outs and or call outs this week? Uh, I don't have a call out this week that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. I sound like you do. I do. Um, so it's in college basketball on Sunday. I believe it was over the weekend sometime. Anyway, the Michigan Wolverines were playing the Wisconsin Badgers in a pretty uh, big time, big 10 basketball game. They're only about a week, two weeks away from their conference tournament starting. And Wisconsin won the game 77 to 63. But late in the game, um, when Wisconsin already had it won, uh, their coach called the timeout, I believe, with 55 seconds left in the game or something like that, under a minute. And it made Michigan very unhappy. And it made Michigan's head coach, Jawan Howard, very unhappy. it was basically one of those why you're being aggressive when you're going to win. You know, we've had this discussion too on the yeah. show. Um, and it led to a pretty ugly altercation in the uh, post-game handshake line where Mich- or, excuse me, Wisconsin head coach Greg Gard uh, reached out and he just put his hand on Jawan Howard's chest as they were kind of having a he did talk about this. Um, and I'm going to start by saying guard should not have done that. Uh, so half of the call out goes to him here, but then Jawan Howard escalated the situation. Assistant coaches got involved and then Jawan Howard took a swing at Greg guard. Okay. Ooh, not a good move. No, not a good move at all. I like Jawan Howard. I really, I liked him as a player when he played for Michigan, but uh, the call out goes to him this week because as a coach, uh, you, you're setting an example for your athletes that you're coaching, uh, the fans, everybody, and you, you can't do that. You can't do something like that. Uh, unacceptable. 
So last I heard, Michigan had suspended Howard for the remainder of the regular season, which I believe they had five more regular season games left. And I think Wisconsin fined Greg Gard like $10,000 or something like that. And then there's a couple players that got involved in the scuffle too that I think have each been suspended for a game. It was just really ugly. Uh, you hate to see it happen. Um, sometimes, uh, as we've talked about too on the show before, those college rivalries can get pretty intense, but there's no room for stuff like that. And especially in the post game handshake. And what I have not liked seeing come out of that whole situation is the big discussion around the idea. They're like, well, do we even need to have players shake hands after the game? You know, it's kind of dumb. It's like, no, that's not the issue here. You know, the issue here is that two grown men let their emotions get the better of them and made for very ugly scene. So yeah. Yeah, that's my call out this week. Long story short, call out that's, to both. That's a good call out. Both of those coaches, but more so Jawan Howard. Um, but yeah, let's 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 bring it back to something happy. What's your shout out this week? I was just gonna shout out our our high school basketball teams uh, for having a good season. They ended up placing both our girls and our boys placed third at district. Unfortunately, it's not in the top two to go to divisionals. Um, but they did well. Um, the the girls especially upset some teams. Um, and then also I want to, I want to shout out another high school basketball program. My history teacher, Mr. Herdina, I know he doesn't listen to this. Um, but he teaches in Conrad now and his boys went into districts with no wins on the season. They started districts off zero and one. They are going to divisionals. Dang. They had a had a a heck of a tournament, I guess. Um, so I think that's super, super cool. Um, and I that's awesome. Yeah, I think that really speaks to uh Mr. Herdina's coaching ability. And yeah. No doubt. No doubt. That's super cool. Uh my shout out is definitely it's gonna sound kind of random, and I guess it is kind of random. Um, definitely not as heartfelt probably as yours was, which is definitely all right, but I'm shouting out the Chicago bulls. And for the mere fact that they are tied for the top spot in the Eastern conference in the NBA right now, uh, with the Miami heat, they're both 38 and 21 here at the all-star break. And the only reason I'm shouting about is, is because it's been so long, um, or it feels like it's been so long since the bulls have been relevant in the NBA. You know, you think of the bulls, you think of Michael Jordan, you think of the nineties and all their success. Then Mm -hmm, they've had mm -hmm. a few spurts here in the two thousands, but as of late, really the last half decade or more haven't done much of anything. And I think it would be super awesome to see the bulls in the playoffs again, as one of the top seeds in the East, it looks like we might with the way things are going. Um, So shout out to the bulls on a pretty good first chunk of their season. And now that the all-star breaks over and it's time for a playoff push, uh, as far as the Eastern Conference teams go, that's probably who I'm rooting for and might be who I'm rooting for altogether because odds are Portland is not making the playoffs. So let's go Bulls. Yeah. Um, I like that Portland was like, hmm. Hmm. We've got, we got some talent around. Trade away CJ McCollum. Yeah. Yeah. Trade it away. And now it's, uh, we joked about it being the the dame show and now it's just the dame show here's the thing though which is crazy about and it's only been two games since the mccollum trade uh but portland and dame has not played in either of these two games 
Portland has won them both as underdogs, uh, especially wow. uh, against, I think it was Memphis on sometime last week. Memphis, who is like the number three team in the West right now, Portland beat them. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out how, because we have some good young players on that team, but they should not have been able to beat Memphis the way they did. Memphis, who has 41 wins this year and Portland only has 25. Uh, so it gives me a little hope. I mean, obviously I miss McCollum and I still don't think the team is going anywhere far this year, but it gives me some hope for the future. It's a weird situation in Portland right now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they move forward. Yeah, well, if they move forward. I'll be, I'll be happy with a playoff spot, but I'm not expecting one. That's how I'm going to put it. But, uh, yeah, shout-outs, call-outs, we got them out of the way. Any last-minute sports things that are – or anything that's on your mind that we need to get out. Before Man, sneakers been on my mind. Sneakers? Yeah, I'm up. Okay. Yeah. I well, like as the drip aficionado, I mean, of course, you know, shoes are a huge part of the drip. What? Uh... I, I really want to get some Jordan 1s. Um, the issue being most Jordan 1s are fairly expensive, and yeah. they're very difficult to get retail. Yeah. Um, um, so you have to buy them secondhand. And my, my, one of my dream sneakers is it's, it's the 2015 re-release of the original Jordan one, you know, the Chicago, that red and black and white. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, I would say, you know, uh, one of the most successful shoe launches of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, one might say that. I'm looking at it right now as we speak. It's a pretty nice looking shoe, man. Um. Also, I don't, I don't know if made famous, but or uh, famously worn by, but it's also worn by uh, Miles Morales in the the Spider-Man comics. I think I knew that actually. Um... I don't know if it made them famous, but it definitely helped them. And I shouldn't have said made them famous, uh, but like famously worn by. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they're nice looking shoes. Like I said, I'm not nearly, uh, well, like I, I'm not the drip aficionado, so I don't have the, uh, the required expertise to really comment on this, but yeah, they look cool. I'm I'll yeah, say un- that. Unfortunately, to get them in my size, which I am a U.S. male 10, they're uh, a small $2,400. Jeez. Really? Yes. Really, oh really. God. And that's the re-release? That's not the yes. original shoe? Those are not the by original. Michael Jordan? Oh, my goodness. Um, let's see. Uh, OG Chicago ones. Oh, let's man. see how let's see how much they are from what are they like 1985 i think yeah i had some friends in high school who were like big shoe guys and they were getting like a different pair of shoes like almost every week it seemed like and it was like to hat. be fair <laughs> when when we were in high school Jordans were not nearly as popular, so you could get them for decent prices. So a new pair of 1985 uh, Chicago's goes for, um, well, they're bidding 
but the last sale of them was eight thousand dollars. The highest bid Yike. on so uh, size six the was sixty one thousand dollars apparently. You know, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Woof. Um, I guess it doesn't surprise me uh, because they became like the like the sports shoe. I mean, the way I, I mean, and Michael Jordan was the sports figure. So that's just wild to me. This and, and that people would spend that kind of money on a pair of shoes. But I mean, I guess, you know, if that's your thing and you have that kind of money, uh, yeah, I'm not here to judge, man. It's just baffling to me. That's all. Also, fun fact on eBay right now, there's a signed pair of 1985 Chicago's. Priced at $325,000. Signed oh by Michael God. Jordan. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so I, a... I would really like to get some. I really would like to get a pair of Jordan ones. That's kind of my my I don't know. But, probably be at the end of the at the end of the school year, my treat to myself. There you go. Well, hey, if I ever win the lottery, um, I have a heck of a Christmas present idea in mind now. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Jared, do you play the lottery? No. Nope. So I would have to win that kind of money in some other way. <laughs> <laughs> if I win if I win the game, I do not play. <laughs> uh, I can already tell I'm going to be a Houston Gamblers fan. I, I don't blame you. That logo is so clean. It kind of <laughs> reminds me with the cutout like of Texas being and like being coming the G. It kind of reminds me of the Hartford Whalers logo. Oh, yeah. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Oh, uh, what a good logo they have had. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's all the time we got. I think we're going to close up shop on that, but uh, yeah, exciting stuff coming up in the near future for football, even though the Super Bowl's over. Um, so we're certainly going to be tuned for that. And you guys will find out before long, I'm sure who both Justin and I will be rooting for in the USFL season this year. Yep. But uh, once again, we just want to appreciate what well, we do appreciate. And we want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, for listening to us wherever you listen from, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, the can on a string, wherever else you seem to find us, wherever else you pick up the radio waves. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at the expansion BU1, same handle for both. We're trying to post stuff there all the time to uh, interact with you guys and hear from you and gain a better following so tell your friends tell your family um tell your friends family yeah tell your friends family's dog for all we care whoever's gonna listen we'll be happy to talk at them but yeah until then until next week i've been jared that's been justin and never forget hold up hold up until next week we've been jared and we've been justin does that mean until next week you're not gonna be jared um I don't know, actually. I, I, you, you are putting me on, on the, uh, you're grilling me right now, man. I don't know. I, well, okay, I mean, it, aren't, aren't you the, uh, until next week, comma. Okay. I've been Jared. 
That's been Justin. Uh, and never forget. Party like it's 1976. <laughs>